0: Physics world. 2016 marks the 60th anniversary of the first direct detection of the neutrino by the American physicists Fred Rains and Clyde Cowan. This was no mean feat because neutrinos rarely interact with matter and an individual neutrino can easily pass straight through the Earth without ever colliding with an atom. Physicists love neutrinos because they are the only known particles that defy the standard model of particle physics. There are thousands of physicists working on neutrino experiments worldwide, hoping that the elusive particles will offer hints of new physics. There have been four Nobel Prizes awarded for work in neutrino physics, and there could be more to come as physicists build even more elaborate experiments to study these rogue particles. I'm Hamish Johnston, editor of PhysicsWorld.com, and in this podcast you will hear from Art MacDonald of Queen's University in Canada, who shared the 2015 Nobel Prize for Physics for his work on neutrino oscillation. This bizarre property allows neutrinos to change from one type to another and was measured in 2001 by MacDonald and colleagues working on the Sudbury Neutrino Observatory, or SNOW. Located more than two kilometres underground in a Canadian nickel mine, SNOW solved a long-standing mystery about neutrinos from the sun and also helped establish that, contrary to the standard model, neutrinos have mass. MacDonald takes up the story.
1: Well, the Snow Project uh, set out to uh, attempt to solve what had come to be known as the solar neutrino problem, which was uh, the fact that Ray Davis' measurements with chlorine for electron neutrinos from the sun uh, were showing uh, three times fewer than were calculated by uh, John Bacall with very detailed models of the sun. Ray Davis's experiment was explicitly uh, associated with the measurement of electron neutrinos. And so in 1984, Herb Chen from the University of California at Irvine proposed that uh, if one could get enough heavy water, then it would be possible to measure two things. One, specifically the numbers of electron neutrinos in real time. And secondly, from a reaction that measures all neutrino types, all three active neutrino types, with equal sensitivity. Uh, the total flux of neutrinos coming from the Sun, even if the solution to the solar neutrino problem was that electron neutrinos were oscillating into other types and therefore not being detected by Ray Davis's experiment. The ability to observe both of these reactions enabled us to clearly indicate that about two-thirds of the electron neutrinos from the Sun were changing into other types. At the same time, we were measuring, by measuring the total flux of all neutrinos, the flux of neutrinos that were produced originally as electron neutrinos in the core of the Sun. And that result was very, in very close agreement with calculations that John McCall had made in the first place of how many neutrinos were being produced. So at the same time, we were able to show that neutrinos changed their flavor, clearly, physics beyond the uh, standard model, and thereby the neutrinos have mass, because uh, if uh, neutrinos are able to, let's say, keep time in their reference frame sufficient to go through the process of oscillation, then they can't be traveling at the speed of light, and therefore must have a mass which is greater than zero, rest mass which is greater than zero.
0: Snow was dismantled in 2006, and the underground lab that housed it has since been expanded greatly, renamed Snow Lab, and now contains a number of new experiments. One is a reconfiguration of snow called Snow Plus, a multipurpose detector that will search for neutrinoless double beta decay. This is a hypothetical nuclear reaction that could provide important new information about neutrino mass. Physicists know that the neutrino has mass, and they also have some information about the relative masses of the three known types of neutrinos, electron, muon, and tau. However, the standard model of particle physics does not predict what the neutrino mass should be, and therefore its measurement would point towards new physics. MacDonald talks about the new experiments at SNOW Lab and what they could tell us about neutrino mass. Uh,
1: The experiments that are related to neutrinos, first of all, there's a uh, reconfiguration of the snow detector, removal of the heavy water, which has been returned to the owners, and its replacement with a liquid scintillator linear alkyl benzene that has very good properties, 100 times more light output than you get from Cherenkov process. That will be loaded with tellurium metal, which is one of the best, if not the best, uh, nucleus to look for neutrinoless double beta decay. If the neutrino is its own antiparticle, then you can have a process uh, where two electrons are emitted but no neutrinos. It's a mono process, at least if you sum the energies of the two electrons and it is a process that can only occur if the neutrino is a so-called Majorana particle or is its own antiparticle. That property of neutrinos is extremely fundamental when it comes to trying to place neutrinos within expanded models beyond the standard model and therefore it's a very fundamental thing to measure. If it turns out the neutrinos are Majorana uh, particles and uh, there is an observation then of the rate of neutrino-less double beta decay for tellurium, isotope is 130, then uh, it is possible from that to infer the absolute mass of neutrinos. Turns out all of the various parameters that have been learned by studying neutrino oscillations go into a calculation of uh, the nuclear decay rate for this neutrino-less double beta decay process, plus the absolute mass and not just the differences of mass of neutrinos. So that's a very important measurement. At the same time that the detector will be sensitive for supernova in our galaxy as will the HALO experiment that is a massive amount of lead uh, with the uh, neutron detectors from the snow experiment looking for uh, neutron production which occurs due to uh, electron neutrinos <clears throat> which in a supernova are the difficult things to observe.
0: Hundreds of millions of dollars have already been spent worldwide on neutrino physics experiments, and more projects are in the pipeline, many of which are large international collaborations like Snow Plus. But what about the payback to society? I asked MacDonald if any practical applications have come out of our growing understanding of neutrinos and he made the link to fusion energy sources.
1: You know, we've been able to measure nuclear fusion as confined by gravity in the core of the sun, where we're measuring the boron-8 neutrinos to 4%. And they agree spot on with the calculations uh, of what's happening in the core of the sun. That's a strong confirmation that the physics that uh, goes into such a calculation is correct. And it's essentially the same physics that you're putting into calculations of uh, Takamax for nuclear fusion uh, development here on Earth for power generation, where the confinement is uh, done by magnetic fields rather than by gravity. And so this is an example of 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 an experiment that has a pure physics motivation, but something that gives you a confirmation of uh, the laws of physics in quite a bit of complexity, considering what's happening in the core of the Sun, being handled properly, such that you have some confidence when you start uh, working on uh, similar types of situations here on Earth that may have great practical advantage for mankind if we can find and harness a source of fusion energy.
0: Another potential application of neutrino physics is the study of the distribution of radioactive isotopes deep within the Earth by detecting the neutrinos they emit. As MacDonald explains, SnowPlus is also designed to study these geoneutrinos.
1: One of the other things that SnowPlus will do is measure geoneutrinos in a location where the the crust is particularly thick, and one of the things that the geophysicists are quite interested in is the distribution of radioactivity in the uh, crust versus the mantle of the earth in terms of uh, attempting to understand models of the earth. Um, they're interested in the total amount of uranium and thorium in the two locations uh, from the point of view of understanding accurately what generates the heat flow. And so contributing uh, with the snow experiment to the particular location we have in Sudbury to be compared with measurements made in by Boraxino in, in Gran Sasso, by Camland in in Japan, add to the world's uh, knowledge of uh, uranium and thorium, down hundreds of kilometers below uh, the detector. So uh, that's of interest in terms of understanding the geophysics of the, of the Earth.
0: After speaking with MacDonald, I'm convinced that he will not be the last neutrino physicist to win a Nobel Prize. There is so much more that we can understand about the universe by studying these elusive particles. And surely there will be more prizes to come. Thanks for listening, and join us again in June for our next podcast. Physics World